Big question. Who runs America? No, it's not going to be the, the 38 families. And, I mean, they will do that because it's not chaos that we're going through. Chaos, it, it produces random results. That's what chaos means. We're not seeing random results. We see mistakes always in one direction, always towards curtailing our freedoms. We see policies towards curtailing our freedoms. It's a great big, huge behavioral kill shoot, as I've been describing it now for over a year in everything. But who runs it? Well, what if we just went to the simplest possible thing and said, follow the money? All right, let's do. Let's follow it to a point of control. Let's get it down to a crucial point of control. You've heard it said if there was an EMP explosion um, set off and and the electrical circuits in the country were fried, which is what people believe could happen with a a good EMP blast. Yeah, society would be in big trouble. There's places where there'd be utter chaos, but that takes work. Does someone else have us? I by the the toes as it were, by the toes. I'm a discipled man. I need to remember that sometimes I was going to say something else. So this has come out recently out of the College of Physicians and Surgeons of Ontario. The college sent out a a letter or a memo to all the doctors in Ontario suggesting to them, now so far they're not mandating it, they're just suggesting it, that any of their unvaccinated patients, that they should consider that they have a mental problem. And? and that they should be put on psychiatric medication. Wow. They should be put on pills. Wow. The best way I believe to counter misinformation and disinformation is to spread good information, to spread science-based information, to have trusted voices. So I started my comments by reminding everybody that America's physicians, like the real leaders of American medicine, the people you trust for your cancer care and your heart care and your pediatrics care, are out there telling you you need to go get a vaccine. You can decide to trust America's physicians or you can trust some random dude on Twitter. Huh. America's physicians versus random dudes. It was random dudes who said, "Mm, none of this makes any mathematical sense. And by the way, the physicians in Canada, that group saying, shoot people up if they won't get shot up. Huh, random dudes. So who actually runs things? Todd Herman Show is 100% disapproved by big pharma, technocrats, and tyrants everywhere. Now, from the high mountains of free America, here's the Emerald City Exile, Todd Herman. Today is the day the Lord has made, and these are the times through which God has decided we shall live. I am so jazzed at a new partner we're going to announce. I'll tell you, it's Healthy Cell. And oh my goodness, I was hoping this would work. I got to try their product. I'll tell you about this coming up, but (laughs) I didn't plan it this way. This is just the way the partner trafficking system came up. Get to talk about Healthy Cell. And there's a website. I, you know, it's, it's healthycell.com slash Todd. But let me get to this in a bit. 
because it's important. I was so jazzed. So it's just for me a home run to talk about these guys. Two two ways to begin this. One is with a note from a listener and then a map. And listener wrote to me, long time listener, I can tell by the beginning of the notes, been with this for a long time, and I'm, I'm super thankful for that. Um, this is from Steve. Hi, Todd. I'm a longtime radio fan who was very disappointed when they talked you into the FM show. <laughs> Candy Mike and Todd. Um, yeah, I let myself... I let myself, but there's a lot of reasons I did that. One was to try to make peace and see if it would work. That was a big part of it. There were other things at play. And, and admittedly, I wanted a chance to see what doing general talk would be like. I just picked the wrong setup. It wasn't fair to Candy, Mike, or Todd. Steve writes, I want to disagree with you on something because I think you are falling for big pharma's hype on it and not understanding how it actually works. I'm talking about the whole serotonin controversy. When I became, by the way, what he's referring to is there is no serotonin imbalance. It does not exist. Um, There was a group of researchers who put together a meta-analysis. This is a study of studies and proved that it does not exist. No such thing. Has never happened. Pharma made it up to sell antidepressants. Now, to Steve's point, he writes, when I became clinically depressed, I actually didn't want to believe it was a real thing. I thought it was most likely a bunch of whiners making excuses for never getting off their backsides and doing anything. Not terribly compassionate on my part, but I got my comeuppance. I started feeling down all of the time and became almost completely unable to sleep, so naturally turned to alcohol as a sleep aid. Two years of that took away my ability to stop drinking, so I had to quit that entirely, which I just left me not sleeping and feeling even worse. I went to a counselor and very sheepishly said I might be kind of sort of possibly maybe a little depressed. He agreed. We had six months of therapy that hadn't budged my mood an inch and a half before he sent me to a psychiatrist for some, quote, real help, as he called it. The white-haired veteran shrink that he sent me to was fabulous. He asked a great set of questions and listened intently, and we started on some medication. He told me right up front that prescribing antidepressants is pseudoscience because there's no test that will tell us what will help. Only trial and error informed by years of experience. You ramp up on one each slowly, and if it doesn't work, you ramp back down. You do it again with another one, and it takes patience. What I think you're missing to this day is I have no idea if serotonin had anything at all to do with the cause of my depression, but I do know that boosting it had a lot to do with making it possible for me to live live while I continued the talk therapy that was actually working on the root causes. It took eight years before I started to emerge from the fog, and I seriously doubt I would have let it go uh, anywhere near that long without the boost I got from the antidepressants that I ended up taking. Over the years, we tried at least 10, but we didn't stick with most of them because there wasn't any significant benefit. Thanks to my years in sobriety group, I know lots of people who have experienced severe depression, and I don't know a single one who would ever use the word cure in connection with any medication. They don't cure anything. They just lessen the worst of the horrible feelings so that you can tolerate them while you do the real long-term part to get some help in figuring out what's triggering the issue. I never became suicidal, and I don't believe in suicide at all, but I did worry about it because I could foresee that at some point the depression and insomnia would likely break me. When you respond to the hype that drugs can cure depression, you're really falling for the marketing campaign. But wait a minute. Wait a minute. I've never said that. I've never used the word cure, my friend. I've said I know they help many people. 
I've said, I know some people think they really need them. And so for some people, they're great helps. But brother, I've never said cure. Also, don't ever let anyone you know get meds from their general practitioner. Agreed. There are hundreds of different narrowly focused medications with subtle difference. Agreed. I do believe there's an organic component of serious depression. Something drops below the point you have the ability to snap yourself out of it. You might ask yourself if I ever prayed to be cured of it, and the answer would be no. The insidious part of depression is there's nothing a depressed person likes to do more than review the times they've failed to live up to their own standards. This simple fact is when we're in it, I believe we deserve all the misery. So while I don't disagree, they're overprescribed and very often misprescribed. I think you do a grave disservice when you completely dismiss them. So, Steve, brother, I'm confused because on one hand, you're saying that I called them a cure. On the other hand, you're saying that I completely dismissed them. And I love you and I appreciate you writing the show. And maybe it's just I'm, misin- I'm, I'm misinterpreting your note. Uh, and I'm deeply glad that you didn't kill yourself. I do wish you would pray. I wish you'd have a relationship with the Lord. There's a reason we call him the ultimate physician. And sometimes the ultimate physician says, hey, find some human help. I'm going to send you some people. So what's the other side of this? What's the other side of this, this map? Who owns America? So I got to have a conversation uh, with the CEO of an utterly remarkable company. And so much on this spoke to me. First of all, his discomfort with, that would be one way to put it, big pharma. That would be a, a kind way to put it. And what pharma does to people. The other is inventiveness. And you know that if I'm going to try, if I'm going to suggest a product for you, I'm going to try it and I'm going to live with it. So I have been trying healthy cell and I got to tell you on a couple different levels, it's remarkable. I will tell you this, the sleep aid is the best thing I have ever, ever had for sleep. Then you know that I consume gargantuan amounts of coffee. You know that. And you know that my body doesn't produce much adrenaline, if at all. So that's one of the reasons why I get geeked. This stuff, I've had melatonin and other things that knock me out, but that is not sleep. Being knocked out is not sleep. It does not refresh you. You don't have the ups and downs, the REMs and the waking sleep. You don't have that. I cannot believe the difference in the healthy cell sleep aid, this REM sleep aid. It's remarkable. So then I thought, Why? Why is this working so well? So I got in touch uh, with, with the folks at, at Healthy Cell because they wanted to meet you. And I had no idea this, but when I started to listen in this call, when you are taking, like 240 million Americans take supplements, you're taking this in pill form. Do you know that those are mostly solid particles? They're about 10 to 100 times too big to absorb in your body. This is like, it's like, it's like sand. It's like eating sand. In addition, 40% of Americans have difficulty swallowing pills right here. There's some pills, you know, pill sound. And you have to do the thing like a bird. Turn it again and go down. So what healthy cell did is is a nutrition company. They're using clinically proven, patent-pending, ingestible gel technology to deliver nutrients that people can absorb. And incidentally, the the way these absorb... Let me take, for instance, the Focus and Recall product. So this the the amount of concentrated time on a task that people are spending is about 12 seconds in 2008. Five years later, it's eight seconds. 
One second less than a goldfish. <laughs> this is part of the digital information age. You know, distractions, etc. So there's one solution Healthy Cell has. It's in this microgel technology. It's so absorbable. It's ultra absorption. It wakes you up. It has neurotransmitters, adaptogens, cognitive fuel, brain blood flow support nutrients. And I've tried this too. And it is replacing my afternoon coffee. Because as much as I love Tim at Bonefrog, I don't need to be geeked in the afternoon. And here's the fact is you're throwing a lot of this other stuff away. Like sand clinical studies show that healthy cells, new digestible gel technology called microgel delivers natural nutrient absorption, maximum levels, 165% more than the tablets. And I'm going to tell you something I didn't expect to be able to tell you honestly that I love the taste and I love the taste. I did not expect to say that. I thought I'd be coming on and saying, I don't know, I have to put this in shakes, etc. I don't. I open the microgel pack, I consume it, and I actually like it. And the sleep aid I take before going to bed and I stay asleep. And back, if I get up to go to the bathroom because I'm in my mid-50s, I go back to sleep. It's healthycell.com slash Todd. Promo code Todd. Use my promo code for 20% off your first order. 20%. Again, that's healthycell.com slash Todd. Promo code Todd for 20% off your first order. By the way, guys, get in touch with me and tell me how this stuff works for you. I am so jazzed to be able to work with these guys. So that was the letter from Steve. And then there's a chart. There are 76,000, pardon me, 76,940,157 Americans on psychiatric meds. Are we to believe that 70, almost 77 million people require psychiatric meds. I'm not here to say that Steve didn't. I take him at his word. 77 million people. Do we invent mental illnesses and then treat them? Yes. Gender dysphoria became transgender. They marketed it. They invented a condition. Do people get depressed? Yes. Can it be crippling? Yes, I've been there. I once took Prozac and it nearly caused me to kill myself. In fact, I've told the story. In fact, I was so weird of the things, all the things I've talked about on the radio. This one, I had more requests to talk to the media about this and to go on TV and and national shows to talk about the fact that I made the decision to kill myself. I did. I I decided, hey, you know what I'll do? I'll kill myself. And I called my mom and said, hey, mom, things aren't going to get better for me, so I'm going to kill myself. And I was so twisted on on this drug, um, Prozac that I literally thought my mom was going to say, well, I'd like to argue with you, but yeah, you're right. Things aren't going to get better. So go ahead. And she, she didn't, she called my mom and my dad and they flew down to Salt Lake city and they, they bugged me to not kill myself and it worked and I didn't. And I got off the drugs. And by the way, I'd only been on those stupid things for a couple of weeks. And the so-called doctor who put me on them had me in for two sessions and Hey, eat these. 
Now, yes, responsible doctors will say, hey, we really don't understand why these work or sometimes they work. But you know what they don't say is they're addictive. Why would you not say they're addictive? Why would you not say these are harder to get off than fentanyl? Why? Because you don't want to say that. Because you want people hooked. Uh, More? More? There are 418,000 kids, zero to five years old, on psychiatric meds. A country that won World War I, the Korean War, World War II, half of our country won the Civil War, if you want to look at that as winning, Certainly, we defeated people who were putting others in bondage, officially. Although the Democrats and, well, frankly, the party wants us all in bondage. We did that without these pills. You have kids. Well, they're not kids anymore. They're in their 90s. Do you ever think of sitting down with them and saying, how did you make it through without antidepressants? Can I mention one thing that's a factor in all of this and pharma won't talk about being outside in vitamin D, being around others, contributing to tasks, having meaning that because, because meaning is, Hey, you know what? What's your meaning? Uh, well, my meaning in life is if I don't work, my family doesn't eat. You know what my meaning in life is? If I don't get up at four o'clock in the morning and go out and tend to the farm in the ranch, then everybody dies because there's no food. That's my meaning in life. What do I do outside? Well, let's see. Uh, As a male, I produce a lot of testosterone. I consume a lot of vitamin D. I build muscle mass. I get a lot of time to think. I problem solve. And I come back into a home and my wife has been out. She's been outside taking the crops that I've grown and we grow together and she's produced them into a meal. And her meaning in life is, hey, if I don't cook this stuff and prepare this stuff, my family doesn't eat. And what's the meaning of the kids? Hey, if you want to eat, then you need to go clean up the chicken cages. And they're outside and they're accomplishing things and they can come back and go, that was awful. I hated it. It was cold and the, and the chickens pecked at me and there's that mean rooster and I hate it. I hate that rooster so much. And they come back in and their minds have been problem solving in real life, face to face with others, with their family. And they come back in and they sit down in a shared experience of toil and reward because after the garden, the garden of Eden, we had to work. Part of our separation from God was, hey, I was going to let you have everything, but then you had to break the rules. So there was this meaning. Were there people that were depressed back then? Yes. Were there people, men who thought they were women? Yeah, a few of them. Were they medicated? Nope. Something changed. Healthcare from, hey, you need to get out more. You need to be outside. You need fresh air. You need to be around people. Something changed. And we began to build a depressive society. Build, I, I said that. Build one. And I have obviously struggled with depression. Why would I have been on Prozac had I not? You know what else I struggled with? Life choices. I struggled with life choices. I struggled with addiction to Mickey D's, soda pop. And I'm not here to lecture anybody about life choices. I'm here to say this. Are we all thinking together the same thing? 
about nearly 77 million Americans being on psychiatric drugs. Are, are you thinking the same thing I'm thinking? Because what I'm thinking about is an EMP attack that doesn't even require an on switch or an off switch or to build a low altitude nuke or to deliver one. I'm thinking about where these pills are made. Not all of them, but a good portion of them. That's where my head is at. Where's yours? Hey, did you know that my brother, Zach Abraham at Boer Capital Management, um, did, did I tell you that he has a track record now of having been warning about what we're seeing in crypto? Uh, he was pretty early on saying, I don't think this FTX thing looks solid. In fact, I don't think it looks good at all. And he was saying that when the Wall Street Journal and others were writing love pieces about this this guy, Sam Bankman-Fried. Incidentally, did you know that he's still going to get to go give that speech? He's still going to go sit on the panel with the so-called, with, with, with Jerome Powell, the boss of the Fed. And financial titans. He said, oh yeah, I'm going to go. Well, I, I'm i sure that the, uh, I think it's the journal that's putting that on. Or no, it's the New York Times. They're going to love that. That's going to get a lot of attention. Zach was also out there saying, why am I am so short on housing stocks? I, like the big short? Why? 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 Is he super smart? He is. Is he a soothsayer? No. He gets stuff wrong. He'll be the first to admit it at Bulwark Capital Management. But the reason that he got those things right is because he is not part of the chaos economy. He has not traded math and physics for feel-goodism. He is not going to pretend for our entertainment or our edification that this country can do anything like get all new cars in electric without destroying this country. He's not going to pretend that there is not a problem in the food chain and that we didn't see it coming for two years. He doesn't pretend. He doesn't put out shiny ads saying, all is good. He simply says there's risk. And he's been talking about it for a decade. Guys, men, women, it's about 30 days before the end of the year. Do you really want your portfolio anywhere that is not completely focused on risk management? Because that's what it is at Bulwark Capital Management. Call them at 866-779-RISK. Do. Very simple. I want to talk to the team and have them go through my portfolio. Also ask them to send you a free copy of Common Sense Investing. Okay, so call them. Get the portfolio looked at. 866-779-RISK or go to knowyourriskradio.com. Investment advice cannot be given under the client services agreement. Bulwark Capital Management is an investment advisor representative of the Trek Financial LLC and SEC Registered Investment Advisor. What would happen if China said, um, I don't think I... Uh, the Chinese Communist Party said, yeah, we're going to go ahead and stop making your, um, your antidepressants. We just decided to not. What would happen? Uh, it would be like a mental EMP. Now, I have no evidence of this whatsoever. I just noticed some things. 
China, China gets to have concentration camps and put the Uyghur people in them. And we know about the, the protests this weekend in China. Extraordinary, by the way. Extraordinary. They get to put people in concentration camps. And the figurehead says nothing. They get to build fake islands and the figurehead says nothing. They get to announce, we're going to be the world's experts at biological and chemical warfare and the figurehead says nothing. They get to take money from corrupt so-called Americans like Tony Fauci and his friends and his cohorts and build viruses in order to make them more dangerous. And the figurehead says almost nothing. What if China had said, yeah, you could do something, I guess. You know, you could say something about our our concentration camp, something real. Yeah, maybe we'll stop making your meds. Maybe. But no, no, no country would ever be so short-sighted as to get themselves in such a controllable position. No one would do that. Well, you know, except Germany and Britain and France and Spain with Russian oil and natural gas. But that's not the same. No, it's not. This is individualized down to the individual American. This is not the sign of a well-run society. I'm not here to tell you that you can pray the depression away. I'm not here to tell you, as the left likes to say, that you can pray the gay away. I'm here to tell you this. There are plenty of people you can talk to who do not want to live with the consequences of being same-sex attracted. And they did, in fact, turn to the Lord. And in some cases, the Lord said to them, I'm going to give you the tools to deal with this, but I'm not going to take it away. It's always going to be a desire of yours. But I'm going to give you the tools to deal with it because we are not given temptation that we cannot handle. The Lord always gives us a way out. Always. There are people who've turned to the Lord and said, I am broken with depression and I need help. And the Lord has said, you know what? I'm going to lift that from you because your faith is so strong because you've come to me and said, I know that you'll do this and I believe it. And I have no doubt that you're going to lift this from me. And the Lord has said, okay, with your, your faith is strong and you have been delivered from this. There are others where the Lord has said, no, this is going to be the thorn. The apostle Paul talked of a thorn in the side that the Lord had said, he'd asked once and twice and three times that, would you please remove this? And the Lord said, no, my grace alone is sufficient for you. This one, I'm not going to remove Paul. You're going to deal with this one. Some people think it was his eyesight. That's a tradition, but we don't know because he wasn't specific about it. Sometimes the Lord's answer is, hey, go see this very specific doctor. But I don't know how often the Lord's answer is, take pills. I don't know. Because though they do help some people, these companies are ungodly. Many of them. Many of them. I have friends, I have family who work in in big pharma, and they're better people than I am. Truly better people better, kinder people. 
And I believe in the products they work on are, are good products. And I know my family members would never fake research. They would walk if they were asked to fake research or if they saw fake research being used, but they're not in the big companies. Then there's this. The chief pimp for all pharma, Tony Fauci cannot recall. No memory. He was finally deposed past week and very, very purposely on the day before Thanksgiving because that's when they wanted it in the news cycle. They wanted the weekend for it to go away when people were not paying attention. And Fauci can't remember anything. One of the attorneys general who put this on the lawsuit, Louisiana, how do I say that? Louisiana? I was getting trouble. Louisiana. Nolens, come on, will someone send me, if you live there, will you please send me a recording of how to say the name of your state so that I don't anger people or, or annoy people? So Jeff Landry and Missouri Attorney General Eric Schmidt put out a statement. It was amazing, literally, that we spent hours with Dr. Fauci. This is a man who single-handedly wrecked the U.S. economy based upon, quote, the science, follow the science. And over the course of seven hours, we discovered that he can't recall practically anything dealing with this COVID response. Landry told the Epic Times after leaving the deposition. He said, I can't recall. I haven't seen that. And I think we need to put those documents into context, Landry added. It was extremely troubling to realize that this is a man who advises presidents of the United States then simply couldn't recall information he put out, information he discussed at press conferences where he held dealings with COVID-19's response. He's lying, and they know he's lying. You never heard him once in an interview on the TV say, well, you know, I I can't recall. Never. Because he wasn't under oath. One of my favorite, favorite Fauci moments, because it is so Fauci, it is so Fauci. During the deposition, he made a statement about why he wasn't paying attention to the Great Barrington Declaration. And in fact, he perjured himself, in my judgment. (laughs) I'll get to that. But remember this, as this guy's giving his swan song appearance in front of the White House podium, he quadruples down on this stuff, this trash, this compromise. First of all, everybody should be vaccinated and boosted with flu and with COVID. Whether or not you wear a mask or another thing we shouldn't underestimate is testing. So when we're gathering at a family gathering for Thanksgiving or for Christmas or for any other holiday as we get into the winter, it makes sense that you might want to get a test that day before you come into a place in which you might be infected and spread it or other people. He's right back to if you're not sick, get tested. This is a finger in the face to Americans. This is a man who is, oh my goodness, Lord God help me. Four square breathing. It isn't really four square, but Tony, you're a liar. And it's simple and easy to prove you are a blatant and malicious liar oh and then the moments from the deposition 
My, my, it's, uh, it's weird to call it my favorite. <laughs> but it is because it's so Fauci. Uh, last hour, I told this story because, man, I got to admit something to you guys. It is such a kick uh, to have young, godly friends. I, I am so, so appreciative. I can't tell you how appreciative I am uh, to go out and do things that that young people do, like this um, soaking in the, the lake, Coeur d'Alene. Coeur d'Alene Lake, massive lake, by the way, very cold. And my friend said, bring your, you got to bring a MyPillow towel. And I did. And yes, 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 I did evangelize it right there on the beach in the 16 degrees. And this was before we went into the water and soaked. I think that time we did four minutes and the next time we did five minutes soaking in this incredibly cold water. And I'm telling you, uh, the first day I soaked, I wasn't numb when I got out of the water so I could feel the towel. It was absolutely soft. It was warm. Well, everything was warm in comparison to the water. Um, the second day that I soaked, I was numb. I couldn't feel the towel, but I knew it dried me off because I put on a very tight um, uh, uh, moisture wicking and heat enclosing shirts full, you know, long sleeves and wrap myself in that. And I wouldn't have done this as well without the MyPillow towels. And a brother who was there with us on the beach, uh, he heard me talking about it being MyPillow towel. He goes, oh my gosh, we have all the, we have all the pillows. And guys, if you don't have the towels yet, it's just a simple question. Why? Great opportunity to continue to support Mike Lindell, who continues to take advantage of free speech with his belief that the election of 2020, and I think, I think he said he believes 2022 was stolen, if not written, rigged, if not stolen. He continues to speak out as an American, despite what they're doing to him. So you can wrap yourself in the same thing I did when I got out of a freezing lake, 16 degree air temp. It's the MyPillow six-piece towel set, regularly $89.98. Now for only $39.98 at MyPillow.com slash Herman. Use promo code Herman. And there you're going to find deep discounts on all MyPillow products. Get your six-piece MyPillow towel set for only $39.98. That's sort of, you know what, in a way, I wonder how Mike, (laughs) I shouldn't say that. How does he make money? 50% off? Shop MyPillow.com slash Herman, promo code Herman. That's MyPillow.com slash Herman, promo code Herman. Oh, I already know I'm going to be getting the, oh, video or it didn't happen. No one wants to see video of a white orb. That's what I look like next to these guys. Hey, what's the white floating thing? Our front. Um, So who owns America? Well, if you look at the Fouch and what he did, and you look at the number of people on psychiatric drugs, and you look at how hard they are to get off, and you look at what this guy can get away with, from the Epic Times piece, Jen and Jonas with the New Civil Liberties Alliance, another lawyer representing the plaintiffs in this case, and this is about the social media censorship, said that Fauci claimed he did not worry about a, do- a document called the Great Barrington Declaration. Just slight correction. It's not a document. It's a group that produced a document. It's not a document. It's a group of scientists. Some of the most world-renowned epidemiologists, immunologists in the world put this together, and all they said is, hey, why don't we do this exactly like you guys said we should do it, which was no lockdowns, no masks, none of this stuff. And they asked him about Dr. Jay Bacharetta, Martin Koldorf, who I've met, wonderful man. Gosh, what a good guy. 
and they asked him about this. He's committed perjury here, in my judgment. Fauci, well, I have a very, very busy day job running a $6 billion institute. I don't have time to worry about things like the Great Barrington Declaration, Fauci said, according to attorney Jonas. However, Fauci put out a document that's perjury. I don't have a lot of time. And what he'd say is, well, I didn't say I didn't have any time. I said I didn't have a lot of time. Because he's a practiced liar. Because, ooh, Lord, God help me. This guy appears to me to, to speak his father's native tongue. His father, the devil. And by the way, that does not mean that he is Satan spawn. It does not mean, when I'm speaking it, it does not mean that the devil came to earth and had sexual relations with a woman and Tony Fauci was born. That's, it means that he's acting as if the devil is his father because everything that leaves his, his lie hole is a lie. Fauci and Dr. Collins, a disgraced pretend evangelical Christian who loves abortion and, and making viruses more dangerous, both criticized the declaration. There needs to be quick and devastating published takedown of its premises. Collins wrote, prompting Fauci to send him a Wired Magazine article he claimed debunks this theory. In another missive obtained by the Epic Times or Freedom of Information Act request, Fauci said the declaration reminded him of AIDS denialism. Now, they didn't deny the virus. It, it could remind you of whatever. It could remind you of a kumquat, but that's not what they did. They said lockdowns are killing people. It's killing society. It's going to cause suicides. And we don't need it. You can protect the elderly, just like we've talked about time and again on my program. I will always remember going to see the aunties. It's embedded in my head. I would go see the aunties. I didn't even like going to see the aunties because some of them were creepy and rude to kids. Two of them were very nice. Lovely, lovely, lovely people. And you know what? I think I'd be creepy and rude to kids too if I had rheumatoid arthritis and my fingers were all bent up and I was stuck in bed. And who's this kid? Why don't you cut his hair? Why does he look like like a psychotic John boy in here with that hair? And who gave him those glasses? Why does he have smoky glasses? He's a little... I think I would have been touched by annoyalism, annoyalism. But two of the aunties were very nice. And I'll never forget my mom saying, you have to stay in the car. Why can't I go see the aunties? Because you're coughing. You're sick. What does that matter? They're old. You could make them sick. We don't go around old people when we're sick. Oh, okay. I don't want the aunties to die. That's what the Great Barrington Declaration was suggesting. That's, that's what they called for. And Fauci gets to get away with, they deny the existence of the virus. Who runs America? If you ever wonder who's in charge, determine whom you're not allowed to criticize. Like, like this. Dr. Eli David posted this. Thank you, Dr. There is a definite assault against the unvaccinated. And you've talked about how uh, even they recommend, you know, 
perhaps psychiatric medication or something for people that don't want to take a vaccine? So this has come out recently out of the College of Physicians and Surgeons of Ontario. The college sent out a, a letter or a memo to all the doctors in Ontario suggesting to them, now so far they're not mandating it, they're just suggesting it, that any of their unvaccinated patients, that they should consider that they have a mental problem and that they should be put on psychiatric medication. So far it's just a suggestion, but the College of Physicians and Surgeons of Ontario should not be making these kinds of suggestions. This is extremely unethical and this is a very, very slippery slope. Uh, if, if they're suggesting that people who wish to have bodily autonomy and, and don't want an experimental vaccine, that there may be something mentally wrong with them, that is a very, very dangerous slippery slope. <laughs> I would say that's putting it mildly. Uh, I would say that's putting it politely. But yeah, I mean, determine who you're not allowed to criticize. When they were in full force lockdown and then they shifted over into full force, everybody must get injected. It was remarkable. Because I, I remember there were radio shows in Seattle because I had just, in fact, no, I was doing the Seattle radio show uh, when this was all going on. And I was a standalone, man. It was it. It was me. I was it. In my company, I was, no, that's not true. Uh, my friend John Curley was also way against this stuff. But I was way, way out there as the only guy in that market, in the entire Seattle market, saying these are going to hurt people. This will not stop infection or transmission. And it's not because I'm, I'm extra smart. The Lord has blessed me in countless ways. Intellect, maybe? But just looking at stuff going, wait, why do their SEC filings say they won't work? Oh, that's right. They can be punished for that. And I remember there were radio shows that had railed against Big Pharma. I remember there were radio hosts who had railed from the left against Big Pharma. I remember listening to them before I got back into talk radio. I remember during the Obamacare stuff. I remember being in town from Washington, D.C. and said, I wonder what Seattle radio is doing. And I turn in, I tune in and I hear a radio host. I'm not going to mention his name because I used to work with him. And the people who are listening closely from the Seattle market, you'll get it. Is Obamacare really an attack on big pharma? Or big, big, and, and big pharma doesn't want Obamacare because they want to be able to continue to control prices. They want to be able to continue to charge what they want when they want it. Any pretense about medical freedom or body autonomy is just that. It's a pretense. And I remember listening to this going, oh, okay, so you're going to deny the fact that Big Pharma wrote the bill, even though we know they wrote the bill. And that same radio host, that same host turned on a dime. Uh, to say these companies would do this for profit is sick. It's uh, to say that, um, why would they pursue this when there's so many other drugs? I mean, these companies make, th he just flipped, just flipped. Now, by the way, that man is not bought. I'm telling you, I know that he's not, he is not bought. He's owned by fear. And more so by love of institution when it's in the hands of Democrats or statists, bureaucrats, longtime government public servants. That's, that's it. Don't criticize them because there's public servants 
at play. This one is painful. It is. It's painful for me. Do you remember this when President Trump sat down with Candace Owens and had we see the corruption, right? It doesn't seem like anybody ever pays for the corruption. And right now we're seeing corruption live, even in terms of big pharma, which is a huge topic on the minds of of mothers, especially you're seeing what's happening at these school board meetings. Where do you stand on these vaccine mandates? And obviously I know that you are you are pro vaccine. Obviously, you did everything you could to get this vaccine out. I know it was one of the the greatest achievements. We did it in less than nine months to be able to do that. But but now it's taken a twist, right? It's, It's gotten now we went from this is a good thing and people should have this option to military men, you're going to have to resign yeah. because you're, you're not getting this vaccine. Where do you stand yeah. on that? Well, I stand on, forget about the mandates that people have to have their freedom. But yeah. at the same time, the vaccine is one of the greatest achievements of mankind. We would have had a 1917, remember the Spanish flu, killed perhaps 100 million people. Actually, it ended the First World War because the soldiers were so, a lot of people don't know that. The soldiers got so sick. It was a terrible thing. There were no vaccines. There were no anything. I came up with a vaccine, with three vaccines. Mm. All are very, very good. Came up with three of them in less than nine months. It was supposed to take five to 12 years. And, and yet we more saved- people have died under COVID this year, by the way, yeah. under Joe Biden, right. than under you. And more people took the vaccine this year. So people are questioning how- Well, no, the vaccine worked, but yeah. some people aren't taking it. The ones, the ones that get very sick and go to the hospital are the ones that don't take the vaccine. But- it's still their choice. And if you take the vaccine, you're protected. Look, the results of the vaccine are very good. And if you do get it, it's a very minor form. People aren't dying when they take the vaccine. Mr. President, that is not true. Sir, that is not true. President Trump has too much money to be bought. I pray that someone can get him to step back from that and to see what was done to him and through him. I pray for that because he might be the next president. The left is going, well, no, no, let me rephrase that. Mitch McConnell and Kevin McCarthy and their dear, dear friends, Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer and the FBI and the Mockingbird Media and academia and social media and local newspapers and colleges and big finance and Fox News and everybody will do everything they can to make sure that he's not president, but he might be. And I pray that he will reflect upon what he just said is not true. Even the Washington Post admits it finally. So who's really in charge of America? To me, this one, it's not the one that ties it all together. But it takes us back to the beginning of the show. And I love it when the material does that on its own. It takes us back to the note from Steve. I'm not here to say that these pills don't help some people. They do. I am here to tell you that to have 77, nearly 77 million Americans on them is not, not healthcare. It's not mental healthcare. It's salesmanship. To have 418,425 kids, zero to five on them, 
6,155,852 children, 0 through 17 on them. That's, that's, that's not, that's not, that's not healthcare. There's not that many kids with psychiatric problems. I'm just reflecting upon the history of the world. Now we're giving kids psychiatric problems. We're giving them anxiety. We're giving them depression. We're taking away meaning. We're taking away the fact that they're made by God in his image. We're taking away quality social interactions. We're taking away mission. We're taking away meaning. We're replacing intellectual pursuits with video games. We're replacing actual sports with pretend esports. We're replacing real human connections with connections via the phone that are not real. They, they, it's, it's, it is the very definition of, it's like junk food. I have 1,200 friends on Instagram. How could I be lonely? Because you don't have any friends on Instagram. You have pictures of friends. You have videos of friends. You have videos of people you've never touched. You've never, you've never sat in a room and sensed their energy. And if you think people don't have energy, I'm here to tell you they do. And I can quote scientific study after scientific study that proves we have energy. And there's some of the most bizarre studies in the world, like the fact that a person being in a room observing an experiment changes the outcome of the experiment at a quantum level. It's nuts, except it's not. (laughs) Because God said, light be. And then he created us. And there is a connection. A woman who is responsible for the twisting of the American minds in young people, a woman through whom great and enormous evil is done, a woman who I think is in it for the power and the money, that's my estimation, she is a spiritual captive of all spiritual captives, Randy Weingarten sat down to talk about Mike Pompeo running for president, and she attacks him because that's her job, because she's a status leftist, suck up to the party and a party boss all in one, a capo of the so-called teachers union but then she quickly gets into the topic of what's been done to kids and teachers look you know i guess he's running for president i mean he has all the um extremist talking points down but this is you know in all seriousness this is what um really bothers me about what he did the word filth He called what educators do in schools all across America filthy. The people who every single day get up. Okay, so she goes into the emotionalism here. You heard her lie. She is a person of the lie. She speaks lies. It's her natural tongue. It's her natural language. That's what she does. That's not what Mike Pompeo said. He did not say teachers are filth and schools are filth. He said, why is there this filth in the schools? She knows this. She, well, maybe she doesn't because she's a spiritual captive. And because she's gotten such positive feedback monetarily in terms of being on the TV for saying things like that, it's demonstrably false, a demonstrable lie. She's a person of the lie, and she is part of the reason that America is owned by a certain group. They never get paid enough for what they do. A lie. They have been dealing with all the anxieties and the aftershocks and after effects of COVID. Oh, they have been dealing with. 
No, they haven't. You let them stay home, Randy. For children, including the mental health crises, they've been teaching kids to read for years. We teach eight. Did you hear her say? Dealing with the anxieties and aftershocks effect of COVID, including the mental health crisis. You have exacerbated the mental health crisis. You participate in a daily basis in many of the schools and the, and the good Christian teachers and, and, and teachers who are not Christian but refuse to teach the dogma and the lies of this world. Thank you for keeping your heads down. Thank you for doing your jobs. Thank you for doing what you can do. But you break brains, lady, and you're talking about a mental health crisis. The lockdowns broke brains, lady. They're going to continue to break brains. We teach CTE. I could go through all the... Yes, yes, yes. You could go through all of that, Randy. You could. And yet you stole two years of development from kids. You stole two years of relationships with kids. You stole two years of relationship growing, of practicing to be an adult. You stole that. And you want pharma clinics in the schools. California has them. Other schools are installing them. You mean healthcare? No, I don't. I mean pharma clinics to get more kids on this stuff. Whether it be wrong sex hormones, ADD, ADHD, ADHD plus. I know a young man, and he is a sweet and dear and, and, and wonderfully gentle and young man. One day will be a strong young man. One day will be a strong man. He was given pills for psychosomatic seizures. Let me say that again. He was given pills for psychosomatic seizures. And this is a young man I care for deeply. Psychosomatic. Now, people will sometimes learn survival behaviors and avoidance behaviors, particularly when they've grown up in a rough circumstance. And it makes all the sense in the world. You're in a rough circumstance. You can come up with survival tactics. You didn't even know. You don't know it. You don't know that those seizures aren't coming from an organic mean. It's not a breaking of your brain. It's not, thank God, thank God Almighty. It's not cancer. It never will be for this young man, Lord willing. His psyche created a survival mechanism. So the seizures are not organic, but they're giving him organic meds for psychosomatic seizures. So I guess my question is, If they turn off the production of these meds and 77,000 people run, or 77 million, I just can't get over that number, 77 million people don't have their pills, (laughs) I think we'd find out pretty quickly who owns America. Suggestion, well, decrease the number of people on this stuff get back to living as God prescribed, but also if we must have this, and I think we probably must to some degree, get the production here now. 
You want a national security threat? There it is. This is the Todd Herman Show. Please go be well, be strong, be kind. And remember just a little thing. When the Apostle Paul was talking about this thorn from which the Lord would not, Lord would not remove this thorn from him, he spent a lot of his time riding from prison knowing he was going to be beheaded. And he was handing it to God. And God gave him his grace to get through it. He never did take that thorn from his side. 